Hey y'all, you're listening to Link in the Chain, a bi-weekly podcast that aims to reveal the depth and vastness of hip-hop one episode at a time. We take our favorite methodologies, albums, artists, and songs and strip them to their core, figuring out what exactly makes them so magnetic. I'm your host, Jillian Grace. Let's get started. I'm just doing what Pete did for me. Pete Brain did for me and what James Brown did for them. It's still just a fan of forward. I just always look at it as a link in the chain, man. Like, it's a link in the chain. About a month after we wrapped up season one, I traveled down to Nevada for the Day in Vegas Festival. This being the first large event that I had been to since COVID, coupled with the Astroworld tragedy that had happened the weekend before, naturally had me hella hesitant. But y'all, I had a ball. Everyone from Isaiah Rashad to Rico Nasty, SZA to Victoria Monet Child, Jasmine Monique Sullivan, and I'd pretty sure that's not her middle name, but it just feels appropriate. (laughs) But that woman, that young lady, she sang her entire face off. It it was just so good. All of the acts were so, so good. And, you know, despite some self-induced missteps, I can say hands down that this festival was one of the best experiences I had of 2021. But out of all of them, The one performance that is forever etched in my brain is the Friday night opener and headliner. Who else am I talking about other than the wonderful Mr. Kendrick Lamar Duckworth? Before we get into my experience, y'all know we got to take a second and shout out some link love. This week is going to none other than my bestie, Anatessi. Miss Taylor. Hey, girl. (laughs) This is what she had to say. I've been listening to your podcast lately, and it reminds me of a well-written novel, like an audible book. I get so much imagery from how you describe the music you're talking about. Now, if y'all remember on our very first episode, you'll remember that my original intent for Link was for it to be an online journal or a collection of essays. I love writing. More importantly, I love telling stories. So knowing that that is translating through me on this podcast, that that makes me so happy. It also means that we are one step closer to that coffee table book that our big sister Rochelle told us about. We manifest and it's going to happen. It's going to be perfect. As always, if you're feeling generous or like what you hear, please, please, please leave a rating and a review on either Apple or Spotify. Every little bit counts and every little bit helps. So even if you need to pause this episode right now, go handle your business. Okay, we're going to wait for you. (laughs) It'll be here when you get back. We'll still be here. Okay, so back to day in Vegas. I admittedly didn't get close to the stage due to my previous stated reasons, but That somehow didn't matter. Kendrick's energy radiated throughout the entire field. From the first moments I heard Fuck Your Ethnicity's piano riff, I was immediately captivated. I got that same feeling I felt back in 2011 on that crisp autumn day when I first heard the riff in my mama's Volvo. 
Kendrick proceeded to go through his discography almost in its entirety. A decade-long reign starting with Section 80 to his present-day work with his protege, Baby Kane. He was draped in this beautiful ivory-hooded two-piece, the perfect complement to his deep brown skin. His hair was giving Snoop in the 90s, okay? <laughs> Blown out and flourishing. Kendrick was also surrounded by nothing but black excellence. Black ballerinas, black men in burgundy tuxedos with white painted faces, and black babies giving balance to it all. All four albums were introduced with what seemed to be love letters to his fans, each being signed off by Kendrick's new stage name, Oklahoma. This is the love letter that he penned regarding my favorite album of his, To Pimp a Butterfly. I wanted to express myself in a way I've never done before. No boundaries. A way that shared experiences between South Africa and Compton. A way that showed growth. Who I was versus who I wanted to be. The show was immaculate, okay? I jumped and screamed and sang every word with every inflection. I knew his lyrics, okay, please. You're done. I am she, okay? I am a real Kendrick fan. <laughs> let's let's just, let's set the record straight. Girlies, none of y'all compete with me. <laughs> Let me get back on my script. Okay, anyways, I got my life. I said all that to say that I enjoyed myself. But it wasn't until his very last song that I actually broke down. As soon as I heard that drum pattern drop, I immediately froze. My eyes swelled up with tears of joy. I knew what was happening, and more importantly, why it was happening. This song is more than a song to me. I was immediately transported to election night 2012, back to the Best Buy parking lot where my ex first told me about it and its connection to Keisha's song. This song was the introduction to me approaching music analytically and critically. It is, in all honesty, at the crux of Link in the Chain. Considering that he didn't perform this song chronologically as he did with the others, it is safe to assume that this song acted as a tribute to the Astroworld victims. Kendrick immortalized those that passed away the same way that he did with his friend, Keisha, and Grant Green. It was a beautiful tribute. In addition to that, though, Kendrick managed to do something else, something for me in particular. When he began rapping the first verse, I instantly thought about my purpose, my identity. I thought about Link and everything that will be birthed out of this passion project that came to me during quarantine almost two years ago. It was almost as if Kendrick was reaffirming me, you know, letting me know that both Link 
and I, we're both going to be okay. It can be easy to lose sight of your vision. When only the steps directly in front of you are illuminated, it's hard to keep faith that your destiny is in fact your destiny and that you are where you're supposed to be. But that's the wonderful thing about God or the universe or whatever you may believe in. You will always be reminded that everything will work itself out. So yeah, thank you Kendrick for continuously changing my life without even knowing it or knowing me yet. (laughs) That was this week's charm. If you have a current event or something that you'd like for us to cover, or if you just want to say hi, (laughs) hit me up either on our social media platforms or by emailing me at linkinthechainpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from y'all. Until next time, peace. Thanks again for tuning into Link in the Chain. The theme song was produced by Hype Alexander. All research, producing, and recording was done by myself, Jillian Grace. If you like what you heard in this episode, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the show. Thanks again. See y'all in two weeks.